Ho, 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 witches. Official podcast merch is finally here. Oh my God, I'm so excited that I can finally share these with you. You guys, I've been keeping this under wraps for over six months and I honestly don't know how because I'm not a very good secret keeper, but our manifestation hoodies are now live and they are ready to shop just in time for holiday gifting, cozy winter days running errands, or breezy nights on the beach if you live in warmer weather like me. I'm kind of freaking out a little bit because even when you've done it a thousand times, stepping outside of your comfort zone and trying something new is still scary. So I've been having all of those typical thoughts that we go through. Is this going to work? Will anyone care? Are they going to love it as much as I do? What if nobody buys? All of the things, right? But in order for me to be an embodiment of what I teach, I've just got to say fuck it and go full steam ahead anyways. So the hoodies are here. We've never done merch before, but I am so, so excited to bring something to our podcast community that we can all just like be matching and have fun with and wear together and I can see you guys in it and we can take pictures and it's just going to be like so cute. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about the hoodies in case you're interested and you want to grab one. Yes, they are cozy and they are really soft on the inside. So it'll give you that like cozy, soft feel on your skin on the front, like little corner. There's a small makeshift happen logo. And then on the back in big, like retro sort of bubble font, it says co-creating with the universe. And there's two colors that you can choose from. There's either a black hoodie with white lettering, or there's a white hoodie with pink lettering. Now for sizing, I really like an oversized hoodie. So for truly, truly oversized, I would recommend that you size up from your normal size at least like two sizes. So for reference, I'm five foot three and I normally wear a small or an extra small in most tops, but I wear a large and sometimes an extra large in these hoodies because I like to be drowning in it. <laughs> but if you want a more true to size fit, Don't worry, you can just order your normal size and it will fit you like a traditional hoodie. So Jaime was also part of the campaign and the photo shoot that we did to um, promote the merch, which you guys can see over on Instagram if you head over to my page. Today, I'll be posting more photos and videos. And he's six foot one and he wears an extra large, which for him is like a comfortable but slightly baggy, but basically true to size fit for him. I'll leave a link in the show notes for you guys if you want to go check them out. And you can also head over to my Instagram to see more photos and the link to shop will be in my bio on Instagram as well at underscore Samantha Daily. If you want to be matching with me or your spiritual besties this holiday season, treat yourself to this cozy manifestation hoodie. You guys are going to feel so cute while you're out running your errands, wearing some biker shorts and your oversized hoodie or hanging out with friends, lounging at home or just on your hot girl walks around the neighborhood. But if you want to get them before the holidays, I do suggest that you order as soon as possible because each hoodie is going to be individually printed, packaged, and shipped as it's ordered. So this whole process from start to finish will usually mean that it'll arrive at your house in five to seven business days, but it could take up to two weeks depending on the demand that we have and where it's being delivered to. Yes, there will be worldwide shipping. So for all of my besties in other countries, you can still grab 
have one, which I'm so excited about. That was actually really important to me to make sure that we did worldwide shipping. So if you do decide to rock one of these hoodies with me, please, please, please take a picture of you wearing it or when it comes in the mail and tag me on Instagram at underscore Samantha Daily or send me a DM so that I can personally thank you for your support. Seriously, you guys, it means the world to me. I can't wait to see you in these hoodies. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go Makeshift Happen. Welcome back to another episode of the Shameless Sweet Podcast. I am so, so excited for this guest episode. This is another episode in the business series and we have got an incredible, amazing person, soul with us today. This episode is we are joined and I'm grateful and I'm honoured and I'm excited to be joined this week with my beautiful incredible friend my multi six-figure business mentor and coach my forever inspiration host of top eight podcast makeshift happen hint hint (laughs) miss samantha daly or i know you as sam welcome to the shame of sophie podcast Yay! I'm so excited to be here. Oh, we've come so far. So if you know Sam, I'm sure if you're part of my Instagram community, you'll have probably seen Sam. All of my stories the past year, we have worked um, in multiple programs. I've been in multiple programs with Sam. We were, I was in her Abundant Ambitious Business Mentorship Group program this time last year. That's when I leaped into it, which is another story in itself. Like I remember the day I pressed the button on that uh, like purchase, claim my spot button. And that was when I hadn't even like left my full-time job like I was already in a full-time job I pressed yes to being in that program with you and then I think it was like later on that week or like the next week I decided to leave my job and I was like what the fuck am I doing (laughs) (laughs) so that was like a roller coaster in itself (laughs) itself. and then we obviously worked one-to-one together at the kind of middle of this year as well I was in her wealth calibration and embodiment experience as well so I have been in a lot of Sam's world and I know a lot of Sam's mind and I feel like a lot of my teachings and a lot of what I give to my community and what I give in my own kind of way was taught through the lens of Sam and I have so much to give to my community all because of this woman and I'm so excited to have her on the podcast today for her to share your share her kind of story her wisdom her energy with you because every time Sam opens her mouth I'm just like (laughs) (laughs) I remember being an abundant and ambitious and coming on like the Q&A calls and it would only be like a small number of people and every time I'm like you always know what to say like how do you know what to say (laughs) 
But what what I want to do to kind of get started on this episode, because obviously I'm sure whenever you're on a podcast, like everyone kind of introduces you as like the multi six-figure business mentor, like the top eight podcast host. And that's all incredible. And it's so amazing what you have created. But I love for you to share with like the shine audience the shine community of who are you like who is some who's behind Samantha Daly behind or beyond like the multi six-figure business mentor because I'm sure like there's so much to you Mm, yeah I love this question so first of all I just love you (laughs) and I'm so excited that we're getting to do this it's crazy because it was exactly Mm -hmm. a year ago that we started Abundant and Ambitious together and that kind of like was the first domino in a whole series of different things and big changes in your life and your business. So it's been really awesome to be on the journey with you for a large part of it and to get to see the evolution and all of that. So love you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, Yeah. So I love this question. Who am I kind of behind the business? And I think Obviously, so many people in your community are going to be able to relate to this, but I I feel, especially as women, like we are so multifaceted. There's so many pieces to us. And I think a, a big part of my own, even like healing journey is learning how to honor and integrate all of the different selves that your one self has, you know, um, like I think people struggle sometimes to show up online in a certain way and kind of claim that authority and then go back into their regular life and maybe be super like silly and goofy or weird, like with their friends or their family, because there's like this incongruence of like, Oh, you're this, you know, professional sort of like mentor podcaster expert person online. And then you're like, a weirdo, like in your normal life, you know, or even like when it comes to femininity and and sensuality and sexual energy and feeling like, oh, that's such a, like a different piece of my identity. It's such a different part of who I am. And then sometimes making ourselves feel like we are almost like lying by being one of those versions of ourselves. Like, oh, that's not actually who I am because I'm actually this way. Or I can't be silly and weird because I'm the coach. Or I can't show up as an authority online or share my voice or give knowledge to people because I'm not a serious person. I'm actually just really goofy and funny. Or I can't be super sexual and flirty and sensual because that's not me. Like I'm just, you know, this normal person that like, doesn't do that or whatever it is. So I think I love this question because it invites us in to recognize, even just for everybody listening, that there are so many different parts of ourselves and there are so many different selves that make up the one self. And I think, you know, I try my best online to share as many of those pieces of myself as I can, obviously within the bounds of like what I'm comfortable with and, and what you can actually really capture on Instagram or through a podcast or something like that. I think it's, I don't think it's possible for us to really portray our entire full essence or the full spectrum of who we are online. And so, yeah, I think that's why this is, this is a really 
good question because it kind of invites people in to see who we are behind the scenes. You know, I'm like, and I think the best way to describe this is just little nuanced things about ourselves. Like I'm the person that's like always kind of like dancing around or like sitting in like really weird positions. Like if I'm leaning on the kitchen counter or the kitchen bench, whatever you call it, I always have like my leg up, like (laughs) straddling the counter. I don't know why. Like, I think it's from when I was a dancer or something, but I'm always like, kind of like moving, stretching, being in weird positions. Um, I make a lot of weird voices. I like sing a lot. Um, I love to travel, obviously. So I'm a person who really appreciates adventure. I feel like I get the best ideas when I'm traveling and you probably experience this too. Like when you, it's almost like you open like this new portal when you like go to a new place and suddenly you're like, oh my God, like I'm the Sophie that has all the ideas. And like, I'm this badass, you know, boss bitch, like a new program, download, download, download. So I love to travel and it's been like a huge part of my life and, and my story, as you know, um, But yeah, I think those are just like a few little things kind of about me besides, you know, the business stuff. Yeah. And the huge reason I asked that is because like a big part of my mission, you know, is to help people really discover who they are and honor all parts of them and really like express all parts of them. Because exactly like if you if you are listening, you are like an aspiring or early like coach or business owner. And like Sam said, it is really hard for you to express all of who you are and feel like you are like an imposter or you're just sharing parts of you or like you've just shown up online all like dancing and happy and then now you're crying and everything's crumbling <laughs> so it's like okay it's okay and it's like really allowing you and yeah, like inviting you to actually look at who are you like who are you in the depths of everything and how can you start to really like allow that to come out into your life and be embodied into everything that you do so I love that and I feel completely connected with that as well because I'm sitting like my leg always sits up one leg always sits up and one leg no I can't I it's impossible (laughs) like throughout this podcast I'm probably going to change my position like 85 times I don't know (laughs) I think it's is it ADHD I don't know I think nowadays everybody's like oh I think I have ADHD we're all just realizing oh we all do um but yeah and the crying thing like 100% I know like you can resonate for sure with that we've been through so many like yeah. roller coaster moments together so i know but i'm also like such a crier um i've got a lot of fire and a lot of water in my chart so there's a lot of like motivation ambition go getter like that type of energy in my essence and then there's also a lot of water which is a lot of like you know the depth and emotion and tears and like i cry at like a I probably cry every day at a reel that I watch, like just a dog video. And I'm like bawling my eyes out. So so funny. I love that. Well, now you know a little bit behind the multi six figure top eight podcast um, women that you see online and that we look at and complete all and be like, wow, how does she do it? How does she do it? She is just like you. It's a beautiful human on the inside. Um, so let's just dive even deeper into this episode now that we know a little bit about who you are. Who is Samantha David? <laughs> so obviously this episode is to celebrate the one-year mark of the 
shame mission, the full on shame mission, right? So today I just really want to have like a conversation all about like your business journey and what it really looked like for you. Because I'm sure so many people listening are like, I want to unpack Sam's journey because how the fuck has she done this? (laughs) How the fuck has she done this? And I know that you obviously speak about this a lot and I know your journey and I connect so much with it and I love it. And I constantly just listen to it all the time and I never get bored of listening to it because it's a complete inspiration but I would love just to dive even deeper into that um because I think it is it is like I was saying earlier before we jumped on the record and it's like really easy for us women who are at the early early stages or aspiring kind of coaches to be looking at those that have made have quote unquote made it <laughs> and are doing really well and they are being successful and it it is kind of like just quote unquote again natural to them and think it's just really easy for them and not really understand like the depth of where they were and what they had to like move through what they had to change what they had to risk what they had to sacrifice to actually and continue to sacrifice and risk to get to where they actually are and realize how much they can find a piece of them in their journey and in their story as well and how much they can resonate because I think again like that's how I naturally just attracted to you and was so easy to just trust you because I seen me and you I seen me and you so I would love for you to just like unpack with the listeners like what your reality within yourself and your kind of external world look like before you before like the turning point and what even was the turning point for you as well Mm. so I feel like we could talk about there's two really important turning points in my life journey that kind of led to where I am today one of which was obviously moving to Europe and then the other one would have been when my business really started to take off. Yeah. So where do we want to, how far back do we want to go? No. <laughs> Literally. I'm like, are we going back to like 2016? Like, Well, we could just tap into it. We could tap into it if you want and just kind of yeah. give that kind of like overview of this is where I was within myself and within my reality. And like, I am, I was just where you, where you are right now. Like, and it is actually possible. Yeah. So when I was in college, I studied abroad in Spain, which Sophie and I really connected on. Cause I know she's lived in Spain and we kind of did had similar journeys and things like that. So when I was in college, I studied abroad in Spain, which is when I met my partner. We've been together for over seven years now. So this was back when I was like 21 years old. And so, you know, it was my third year of university, um, out of four. So after that trip, I had had to go back to school and obviously finish my degree and all of that. And I didn't have plans to like maintain a relationship with this guy. We were just kind of, you know, dating quote unquote, meaning that we were like seeing each other a couple of times a week while I was living in Madrid at the time. Um, but we weren't like, saying like, you're my boyfriend or you're my girlfriend or anything like that. You know, we were 21 years old, like people from two different continents, like basically just colliding and like having a beautiful experience and time together. And then it was just kind of like, well, we think that that's probably going to be it. Um, and so then I, I went back home to finish my degree and everything, but we were keeping in touch and, 
it was things were like escalating and really like felt like there was super strong feelings there. And so that is all kind of what started to get me thinking about what do I want to do next in my life? Right. Which is, I think this is a big turning point for a lot of people deciding to go to university or what are you going to do after university or that kind of thing. So when I came back from that trip, I'm obviously still talking to this guy who I have feelings for. And I'm also interning for a corporate company in like communications, marketing, kind of public relations. And that's when I really realized it kind of like hit me because when you, if you're not from Europe and then you go to a country like Spain where life, it's even so different from the UK, like people just really prioritize living more than working. And I know that it's so different in, in the UK and in America. Um, and so when you go to a country like that, you kind of just like settle into that energy of life is so precious and there's so much to be experienced and so much to be enjoyed. And oh my gosh, I've just been in like this weird rat race in my head of like, how do I get to the next level of what everybody is telling me to do? And it really like, for me, it really opened my mind to prioritizing things that were actually going to make me happy. And so I realized that really profoundly when I was in that uh, corporate internship, like, I had just come back from Europe and I was kind of sitting there in my cubicle being like, oh my God, like I didn't ever like really like put two and two together that like this was the future path that I had been paving for myself all this time. And that, you know, I'm looking around at my coworkers and even someone who was uh, somewhat of a boss to me at the time, he was just in a cubicle right next to me and looked like he was hating his life. Um, And I'm like, oh my God, like, this is like, this is it. Like, this is legitimately like the future that I have for years and years and years to come until I'm 60 or 70 and I decide to retire. And so it it kind of like really hit me like a ton of bricks that summer after Europe and just being in that job of like, um, (laughs) I, I think I'm confused. Like, I just, I don't even know if this is like what I want anymore. Like what the fuck? So that was scary. And then that was kind of the thing that helped me decide, you know what, I'm really not ready to just go and work in an office and be in a cubicle for the rest of my life. I need some more time. I need to figure out what I want to do if if I even care about this PR thing. Um, And so I'm going to move back to Spain and I'm going to do the the English teaching assistant thing um, because it's, you know, available to me and I'm not going to make a lot of money, but I'm going to get to date my boyfriend from, you know, while living in the same city. And it's just a year of my life and I'll see how it goes and we'll go from there. Right. So that's, you know, I declined my corporate job offers. um, And instead of moving to Chicago, which was always like, you know, a quote unquote dream of mine. I then was like, that's canceled and we're moving to Spain. So I moved to Madrid and I moved into a flat with nine other people. So there were 10 roommates total. And I just lived in the center of the city and had all these experiences and was meeting people and was dating this guy. And, you know, I wasn't making any money, but at least I was discovering myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And so that was like one really big turning point of making a choice for 
myself that was um, not necessarily traditional or in alignment with what everybody else maybe would be proud of or happy for me about. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that really helped me then along in my business journey, being able to continue to choose a different path and kind of make those choices as you have to do. Um, So you kind of have to learn how to build that muscle of how to do something that not everybody is agreeing with or that not everybody thinks is a great idea and do it with confidence and do it anyway. Um, And so that, you know, that was kind of how I started on that path of choosing things for myself. And then when I was living in Spain, um, I kind of started to go on like a more personal, like internal journey with some body image stuff and self-love and just, you know, kind of wanting to get away from the obsessive thoughts of how I looked or that my body had changed, that I had gained weight and, you know, forcing myself to go to the gym and like eat certain things or not eat certain things and then fail at that and then feel bad about it. Um, And so that like body image in itself is what really opened the gateway for me initially to some like personal development things. It was how I discovered the first podcast that I ever listened to. It really sent me back to my practice of yoga that I had like lost touch with. Um, and it opened the door to meditation, to meditation for me and affirmations and just really starting to like learn those things. And then I got into network marketing which was a whole other door opening experience, which is what really started to teach me about like the mindset work and the money stuff and like the sales and marketing tools and techniques and attraction marketing and social selling network marketing, like is what opened that whole realm of personal development for me. And once I got to that point, I was just so deep in my own journey of like consuming everything, learning everything, like really changing my own life through these tools and the information that I was learning. And it was after that, that I started to feel really compelled and inspired to share it with other people in a really tangible, accessible understandable way. And so I started blogging about it. I started sharing on Instagram about it. And then, you know, that led to so many things, getting my yoga teacher training certified in life coaching. And that really started the business journey. So that's kind of like the, the snapshot of how, how it all started. I love that. And that's the thing, like I already, even though I've heard the story multiple times, thousands of times, I see parts of me in every stage of that and it's so crazy and I know that so many people listening will probably find parts of them and that story as well in their own kind of unique way but I what I love because network marketing is exactly what the door for me was that kind of final door to finding this as well but I think what is really really like key here and important here is like deciding to choose for yourself like choose your own decisions because that was the exact same for me like it's deciding to be curious like do something different like discover what you want and not what like the path of like expectation or the path of what everyone goes down I think that's why we ultimately end up unfulfilled and unhappy and bored and drained is because we're living this just like 
life that we've just been given and forced into and it's like so many of us are realizing that I don't want this this is not what I want this is not what feels good to me so it's like choosing and deciding to be like I'm going to do something different like tap into something different be curious experiment like start to like open doors for you and I think that's what happened for both of us is like we decided I think maybe maybe go to Spain guys Spain probably changed both of us (laughs) honestly I honestly feel like um, a complete black sheep in my family as well because I am just going against all they're doing and like I am not doing that. (laughs) You're breaking the mold, breaking the mold. Breaking it all. So like choosing to break the rules and I personally, I feel like this whole this whole journey and especially this whole year has been a journey of like self-trust and knowing that like the decisions I'm making may not make sense to other people like people may not get that and I'm definitely back in a position I feel like I'm always in this position right now is like this may not make sense to other people like the beliefs that I hold and the decisions that I'm making and where I want to go with my life but it's like choosing to trust the in yourself that you're making the right decisions and like the visions from your heart and your soul are like there for a reason so I'd love to even tap into this like self-trust kind of um element of things because I definitely feel like it's something that a lot of my listeners kind of lack kind of lack or are trying to like strengthen that muscle within themselves to take those steps and take those different directions and I know that you have taught me that self-trust is your your best strategy, your best business strategy. You always say that. Um, so I'd love for you to maybe like unpack, like even for you, because I know that you hold a lot of self-trust now. And to be able to take those kind of leaps and take those kind of risks and make those decisions, even though other people around you are like, oh, like, what the fuck are you doing, Sam? Like, you have got this amazing job right in front of you. Like, you have got this life that is, quote-unquote, successful, and you're just abandoning it all, fleeing the country for a guy that you don't really know, do you? (laughs) But that you met on Tinder. Like, all right. (laughs) Obviously, your intuition, like, leading you that entire time, and I think that was the same for me. My intuition unconsciously was leading me to where I now am like my entire journey even though parts of me didn't even realize I remember and I say this all the time when I when I finished university two years ago when I graduated after six years I was adamant like I was genuinely like foot down I am not going in to a nine-to-five graduate job like I'm really really sorry but I'm not doing it I remember it was in the middle of the pandemic and I was I was actually looking into graduate jobs, graduate schemes. I had a few interviews because I was just pleasing my parents. I was just doing it because my parents were like, have you applied for anything? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing? So I was just like doing it to kind of keep them happy. But at the same time, I was like, I don't want to do this. This is not what I want to do. And then I personally moved out and made the decision to move out my family home, even though it was so like unknown with whether I was going to have a job and things like that because of furlough and everything like that. And then I was personally given, handed another job that was completely out of alignment, but opened the door to like the freedom and the time to start building what I now have. So it's like trusting yourself and the steps that you take that may not make sense you may not know where it's taking you but 
it is obviously leading and unfolding to like this bigger vision that's about to really open up for you so I'd love for you to like maybe unpack what your heart and soul wants to give around the topic of self-trust I think something that's important when we talk about self-trust is understanding that it's a practice yeah and you know, someone might be listening to you and I talk about like just trusting your intuition and trusting the path and knowing that it's unfolding for you and feeling like that's something that's just very easy and Mm -hmm. simple for us. And although I think it does get easier through practice because you have this sort of like backlog of proof that every time that I've trusted it before it's worked out. So like, fuck it, why not? We're just going to do it again. I also want to remind people that it's something that you have to continuously choose. Mm -hmm. And there's been even like, I know on our journey of being in this coach client relationship, I've seen you go through times where you question your own path or what's next, or if it's going to work, or if you're, you're capable, or if you can do it right. And me too. And so it's just like a reminder for anybody listening that it's not like self-trust is just easy peasy lemon squeezy for everybody. And for whatever reason, it's hard for you, right? Like it's still, we we're continuously choosing it over and over and over again. And there's going to be situations and times and things where stuff comes up and you're like, oh my God, like I actually don't know if I'm safe right now. I don't know if I'm going to make enough money. I don't know if ends are going to meet this month. I don't know if I can actually do this. I don't know if I can afford this. I don't know if this is a good move in my business or in my life or whatever it is. Of course, like there's always going to be things that come up that test the Mm self-trust, right? And so understanding for anybody listening that, it's not like you're never going to get tested. It's not like you discover self-trust and then, oh, it's just, you know, smooth sailing from there, right? It is like a continuous journey and choice over and over again. And as you reach new levels of your life or of your business or of the risks that you're willing to take, the tests are going to reflect that, mm-hmm. right? And so what once felt like a very challenging moment for you to trust yourself in that's only going to escalate and the stakes are going to get higher and the risks are going to get bigger, but so is your self-trust. Right. And so I've talked about this before. I mean, when it comes to like investments, um, I remember like sitting for days thinking about if I should invest in this $50 thing, it was like a 30 day challenge. And this was when I was first had just moved to Madrid and I was really wanting to like change what was going on with my body image and self-hatred and things like that. And I came across this 30 day challenge that was, um, it was like recipes and mindful movement and affirmations and meditation and stuff like that. And it was really great. Like that challenge, like kind of changed my life and it was only 50 bucks. But at the time I was like, obviously I wasn't like really earning any money. You know how it is when you're teaching in Spain. So I was like, should I spend this $50? I don't know. And I literally thought about it for days, right? Trying to like get myself to trust myself that I was going to follow through on that investment to get my money's worth out of it and, you know, make it 
worth my time and energy and all that. And then of course you, you move forward in your journey and you continue to invest in yourself or in your business in bigger ways. And suddenly, you know, you're making such larger, like enormous transactions that if you would have asked that version of you a few years ago, that was like struggling to do the $50 investment, they would have been like, what the actual fuck? Like, no way, no way. There's no way you're going to spend $40,000 right now in a, in a day on something like what? Right. So, and it's the same thing with life, right? It doesn't always have to be money and investments, but it's, do you trust yourself enough to like do something different and go to a, a dance class that you've never been to before, or try like pole dancing or something like to tap into that kind of feminine energy. It's kind of risky. You've never done it. Ooh, that could feel really scary. Right. But then another level of that is like, do you trust yourself enough to move to another country and start your life over? Right. Do you trust yourself enough to leave your job? Do you trust yourself enough to leave a relationship that is it's, it's, it is what it is, but it's not what you're fully desiring. Right. So it's applied everywhere, but understanding that the strength of your self-trust grows in every single time that you test it and that you choose to honor it and step forward in faith, right. Of yes, I'm going to honor this for myself. I think the other thing that a lot of people get tripped up about is how we're talking about the decision right now to actually trust yourself and go forward with the intuitive choice. But if we backtrack a little bit, something that people really struggle with is how do I even know what is the right choice, right? Mm-hmm. Of like, where, where is, I don't know. Like, okay. If I even knew between a or B, which one was the like aligned intuitive one that would help me. But I'm sitting here looking at a and B going, I don't even freaking know which one I'm supposed to like pick. Yeah right? So that's a whole other piece of the, of the self-trust puzzle and, and this kind of like struggle of how do I follow my intuition if I don't even know what it is. And I think the funny thing is that we actually do always know what it is, mm-hmm. but it's that we don't trust it, yes. right? Which is the hardest thing to explain. Cause it's like this weird, it's such a weird catch 22. And it's like, I know that there's some part of you that knows whether it's A or B, whatever it is, the choices that you're tossing up between, I know there's a part of you that knows, Mm -hmm. but as soon as that part of you that knows tries to come forward and say, okay, it's A, right? Then the ego mind jumps on board and goes, wait, but no, but maybe it's B. Right. And it's like, and it, and it can't be a, for these reasons, because then what would you do and how would you afford it? And how would that work? And you don't even know if that's going to right. And so first understanding that intuition is always a feeling. It's a feeling in the body. It's not really a thought. And so if you're sitting there, like go, trying to pull out your different thoughts and, and sieve through like everything that you're consciously thinking you're not even accessing what is true intuition because the intuition is a feeling. It's a knowing, right? It comes on board immediately. For me, it comes on board before I even ask the question, which is a good thing to think about because that could be helpful for somebody else, right? So if I'm deciding between 
you know, ooh, do I take this corporate job in Chicago or do I move to Madrid? My body knows the answer before I even ask myself the question. And that's the thing that you can kind of like backtrack to in your own head is like, what, what was the answer before I even asked the question, right? Because your body already knew. But as soon as you ask the question, you invite in the logical mind, you invite in the ego, you invite in the fear, you invite in the doubt, you invite in all of the explanations for why, how, where, why it's not possible, all of those things. So that's really important. And I think people just need to start practicing this in really small ways before you go to like the big leagues of like, oh my God, should I quit my job or leave this relationship or start this business or do whatever? It's like, can you just go to the restaurant and order off the menu without asking your friends what they're getting? Can you go to the store and buy a shirt and just... (laughs) own it without trying it on or sending a picture to your friend or your mom or whatever and asking like, Hey, do you think this looks good? Like, can you actually just start to make decisions for yourself without asking anybody else's opinion or approval and just choose in that moment to believe that you have made the most correct choice because you trust yourself enough to do so. Right. It really is a choice. Like, and I think that's the thing is everybody always thinks that someone else has the better answer or some somewhere out there, there's the solution of what is the perfect next step. And I just need to find that person that can tell me exactly what is the very first thing that I need to do so that I start the journey perfectly so that I make no mistakes. And that's not really what self-trust is. Self-trust is even if this is wrong, I'm going to choose to believe that it's right for me. Yeah. Because if it doesn't work out the way that I'm hoping, I trust myself enough to figure out the next step. Yeah. That's self-trust. It's not, oh, I trust myself to choose door A because I know that it's going to lead me to the most alignment and everything's going to be perfect because my intuition told me so. No, 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 no. Self-trust is I'm choosing door A because I felt it in my body. And once I open door A and start walking down that path, even if it turns out to be something that I didn't expect or that I didn't want, I will be able to handle it. I will be able to figure it out. I will be strong enough, resilient enough, smart enough, resourceful enough to figure out, okay, I've learned a lesson here. What's the next step? How do I reroute? What is step two, right? How do we pivot from here? That is self-trust. It's not choosing the option that's never going to give you issues. It's knowing that no matter what you choose, there will be challenges, but you've got you. See, told you guys, I knew, I knew she would say the right things. <laughs> They're probably on the other side of like listening to their earphones like, holy fuck, I need to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> but exactly, like it's a, it's a choice and it is a muscle. Like for me, like right now with where I am in business and life and I feel like I'm back in this field of unknown. I feel like this whole year has been a field of unknown. Life is a field of fucking unknown. But I am in the depths of this field that's so scary and so unknown. And so many people, if I told them, would be like, what are you doing, Sophie? Like, what are you genuinely doing? But it's like, I have cultivated and 
strengthen this muscle within me to trust myself enough that I know what I'm doing. I'm standing firmly in where I want to be, who I want to become, what I'm creating, and no one's going to shake me. And I think that's like a huge part of my mission is to help people cultivate this kind of trust within themselves, this relationship within themselves that they know, know what's best for them because that's where I was within myself. I didn't know what was best for me. Like, a few years ago, or even like in high school, like I could not make any kind of decision for myself. I genuinely thought that everyone just knew what was best for me down to the smallest things, like you say, like how I wore my hair, like if my makeup looked nice, if this top was okay, like, well, I like that kind of food, like different things like that, like to that level, I did not trust myself. So I really, I'm glad that you touched upon that to like start with the smaller things and just like, instead of like asking your friends if you should get your hair dyed or like what you should wear on Saturday night, like what do you want to wear? What do you feel fucking good in? And start like by those like incremental, like small little things and then build it up to those bigger steps, like starting to redirect your, your journey and choose something like, like for me it was going and being a janitor after after getting my degree in business and Spanish <laughs> like it wasn't really a janitor it was like a receptionist at uh, the university like halls or accommodations but like I would do little janitor jobs and it, I was there for a full year as I built my network marketing business built my shine community built what I now have but it's like trusting yourself enough that I went there knowing that this is not going to keep me stuck. This is just like here as I build this. Do you know what I mean? And it's like trusting yourself enough to be able to like not care what other people think as well. So I Mm -hmm. love that you touched up on that. And I'm sure like a lot of people will be able to really resonate with what you said and feeling it in your body. And I think that's a huge part of the, the puzzle as well. It's like before it comes into the head. And that's why I do a lot of embodiment practices and especially To give an example, I remember when I was transitioning into from network marketing into like my own coaching business, like that was a huge opportunity for me to strengthen my intuition and my trust in myself because I personally was someone who never liked letting people down like I didn't like letting people down I didn't want to say no to people like it was so hard for me to do that so be able so being able to trust myself enough to be like I need to say no to this opportunity and to this person and trust that this is where I'm kind of destined to go and like by doing those steps now I'm in a position where it's like nobody is going to shake me nobody is going to throw me off my path that I'm on like and like Sam said like the risks actually get bigger and bigger because like it's like the universe or whatever you believe in is like trying to shake you and be like are you sure you trust yourself are you sure and I'm like yes I do <laughs> you're like not this again seriously <laughs> like really really <laughs> oh my god yeah another universal test seriously sometimes they're a real pain in the butt to have to keep passing them but we do we do we do and we keep growing we keep learning from them and it's like I'm really sorry guys if you're listening to this you've signed the contract you've signed the contract you're in it you're doing it you are being divinely chosen to be on this this path of growth and expansion and being the embodiment of what's possible when you choose to choose yourself 
choose yourself and choose the, the, the life and the business that you want to create. Um, so apologies for that, but <laughs> well, welcome to the roller coaster. Welcome to the roller coaster. But while we're here, we're kind of talking about this self-trust element. I'd love for you to because I'm sure I know even I know that you work with a lot of women who are building their own businesses and and choosing themselves and choosing their own paths and choosing their passions and their ideas um, for their life. I would love for you to like maybe unpack like what are the kind of like biggest kind of fears that you see and you witness women kind of move through um, who do deeply desire to like or are trying to start their own coaching businesses and what you kind of say to them because I know obviously self-trust is one of them that lack of self-trust within themselves but if there's any other kind of fears that you see happening or witnessing the most in what you kind of like say to those women Mm. I think obviously there's a huge fear of investing mm-hmm. in yourself or in a coach and a mentor, it, investing in the things that are really going to help you get ahead in business, right? That's like a big fear that a lot of people have mm-hmm. of getting their foot in the door. But again, like we talked about, it's something that with practice, it just gets easier. You know, mm-hmm. like if you, if you even reflect so on the first time that you invested in something majorly and then how much bigger and more intense those investments and commitments became, um, even though they were bigger, it's almost like it was easier in some way because you'd already done it multiple Mm -hmm. times before. And so you knew that you could trust yourself enough to invest that money and that you were going to show up in a way that would help you get something out of it. So I think, yeah, the fear of, of letting go of a large amount of money is really terrifying for a lot of women who are trying to get started in business because they know that they need help. They know that they need guidance. They know they want to be in the containers. They, they want to learn from the coaches. They want, of course, they want to speed up the whole journey and learn from somebody who's already done it instead of trying to fumble and figure it out all out themselves. But there's a fear of letting go of the money and not having it come back to them not receiving it back in either in, you know, results or in wisdom or in actual money coming in from their business being successful and those types of things. And I, I think what that really comes down to is believing that you have the ability to be successful because if you really knew in your heart that you were going to take this business so seriously. And that the only way that you were going to fail is if you quit, you wouldn't be afraid to spend that money because you would know that your success was inevitable, right? Like I'm so committed to this mission. This is what I want to do. This is who I want to be. There's no other option for me. This isn't like, oh, this is my option A, but then I have over here this like safety net option B. Like this comes through so strongly in in your story specifically because you had option A, which was build a coaching business and there was no option B, right? You erased control alt deleted option B like two weeks into, into abundant ambitions, mm-hmm. right? And you were like, I'm fuck it, I'm all in, right? This is option A and there is no option B. And that's because you decided, right? You decided that this was the path. 
and that you were going to be successful, right? I will be successful in this. I'm going to put my all into it. I'm going to learn. I'm going to practice. I'm going to improve. I'm going to do whatever it takes to make this what I'm envisioning it to become. And that's, I think, really what people are missing when they have the fear of investing is they're still thinking, oh, I don't know if I'll be successful. I don't know if people will buy from me. I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I'm going to be fully committed. I don't know. Right. And so it's really that it's less about, you know, sometimes of course there's real financial challenges or issues that, that get in the way of course, but we're talking about people that could have the money or find the money or loan the money or whatever. Um, but they don't because they're not fully decided in the fact that they're going to be committed and successful. So that's a huge one. The other one is like the fear of being seen yeah, and showing up and having other people witness you in this new light, which brings us all the way back to the beginning of the conversation, which is, oh my God, people are going to see me in a new way than they've ever seen me before which is going to make them think that I have changed or that I'm trying to be something that I'm inherently not, right? Which is going to make other people that have known me in the past think that I'm a weirdo or a faker or a poser or whatever, because this new version of myself that I'm bringing online, that I'm bringing forth and I'm showing to the world doesn't totally line up with who they've known me to be in the past. And that I think is the one of the biggest challenges for people is having this split identity of themselves in their mind of like, oh my God, all of my friends and my family, my coworkers, they know me as this person. And then I'm going to go on Instagram and I'm going to talk to the camera and, you know, pretend to be a teacher. That's how we feel that it is that we're pretending, right? And all those people are going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. And this is, I think, one of the biggest things that really, really holds people back is not allowing themselves to have multiple selves. Mm -hmm. Like we talked about at the beginning, there are multiple selves that make up your whole essence as a human being. And just because someone has not had the privilege to get to know this new self that you're bringing online doesn't mean that it's an inauthentic self. It doesn't mean that it's a fake self. It doesn't mean that it's a try hard self. It's who it's part of who you are Mm -hmm. and it's part of what you have to offer the world. And also if we had always been for our entire lives, every single version of ourselves, and, and there were no opportunities to ever encounter a new version of ourselves then we wouldn't really be growing, right? So it's almost like this this mindset, this idea of, oh, I don't want people to think that I've changed or that I'm different or that I'm trying to be something that I'm not is telling yourself that you have to stay exactly the same as you were from the day that you were born so that everybody that's ever known you can just be comfortable in recognizing, oh, that's who Sophie is. That's how she acts. That's what she does for a living. That's what she's interested in. That's who she is, right? I know all the parts of her personality. But actual growth is evolving your personality. Your personality should actually change throughout your lifetime because your personality is made up of your behaviors, your thoughts, 
what you think and do most often. And if we are growing, all of that shit is going to change, right? And so, of course, there's going to be new versions of ourselves that nobody else has seen or known before. And the most challenging part is the, the first meeting, right? When we invite other people to meet the new version of the self. And I think the biggest thing is just remembering every time that you decide to show a new version of yourself, you are giving a permission slip to women everywhere to step out of the old selves and bring their new self online as well. Because we're all trapped in, you know, this, this system, the matrix, whatever you want to call it has all has convinced all of us that we're not supposed to be incongruent who we were in the past, but that is the definition of growth, right? Is defying who you were in the past to become better, to become a more elevated version of yourself, to step into a calling, to activate your purpose, to bring something inspiring and important to the world right? That is part of your destiny, but you have free will. So you will decide ultimately if you're going to do that or not, but your soul is the thing that already knows that that's part of the journey. And that's the whisper. That's the feeling that you're going to keep getting over and over again, trying to push you in that direction because your soul wants you to reach its fulfillment. And it already knows that that's part of the destiny. Uh, Can you bring your ego mind on board? Can you break through the limiting beliefs and the mindset blocks and the fear and the doubt and the worry enough to actually fulfill that mission and complete your soul's destiny? That's up to you, right? And it's a hard journey. So we need help in that, which is why coaching and therapy and all these things are really important and useful for people because it's extremely challenging dealing with that split kind of personality divide in your mind and figuring out how to bring the two together and how to own this new version of yourself and invite everybody in your life to meet this new version of you. It's challenging. Yeah. I feel that on so many levels. And I don't know if you remember, Sam, we had one one-on-one coaching club I can't remember when it was like back in July or June right and this was about this exact kind of um experience where um I was showing up online and I was sharing what I was given and everything like that doing what I'm doing like feeling the most me like the most me in my entire life yet the people who I grew up with just did not read, could not understand who this version of me was. Like I had totally changed in their eyes and they were like, who, who even are you? Like, who is this version of Sophie? But to me, I, I had never felt more me. And it was because like behind the scenes, I had been investing in myself. I had been getting into group programs and spaces of like-minded people that were on this journey and they were seeing the depth of what I was growing through and moving through and evolving into and as I was showing up and being seen as much and as much as it did scare the shit out of me because the biggest fear that I personally held was that fear of judgment from others that knew me it wasn't even from like 
um, strangers or other people that may find me online. It was the people that- We're never afraid of strangers as much as the people we know because the strangers don't have the past Mm -hmm. version of ourselves in their head. Mm -hmm. When someone, that's why it's so much easier. Why people always say like, oh, I'll just start a new Instagram page. (laughs) Like that is the manifestation of this exact conversation that we're having. I'll just start a new Instagram page is because if new people- find you and get to know you at your newest version, you're okay with that. Mm -hmm. But to bring people along who have known past versions of you and try to invite them in to see the new version of you and not be embarrassed about that, that's where people go, oh no, I can't do that. Yeah, literally. And I think it all comes back to, again, like the relationship you have with yourself. Like from a personal experience, it was all, it was like a, a kind of divine assignment to lean into my trust in myself, the relationship I had with myself and not allow other people's opinions and perceptions of me to hold me back and limit me and like my potential and the mission that I wanted to was on and the desires that I had in my heart and the life and the business that I want to create and I think it was this whole year is all has been about strengthening the the love and the passion and the the what's the right word like just the desire for what I'm creating and the path that I'm on that even though these people may have their opinions and not really get it not really understand what I'm doing or who I am quote-unquote being this is me and this is the life that I'm creating this is the business that I'm creating and you will not like throw me off that like this is who I am if you can't accept me for who I am and for what I want out of life then that's that's absolutely fine it's like being okay with that and honoring again all of who you are and showing up in your fullest expression and your fullest essence and trusting that by doing that the right opportunities will come to you the right the right people will come to you and I think this is I'm a I feel like I'm an example of that because as soon as I started to really embody all of who I am that's when people started coming into my life like opportunities started to come into my life doors started to open that aligned with who I was being and who I was like really leaning into so I think like and again also now that I am showing up, even though there's still those comments and those people that may have their opinions, a lot of people who have known me for a long period of time are like, wow, Sophie, like you're doing fucking amazing. Like, like really starting to get it because I chose and decided to keep going with it and not allow at the start for them to hold me back. I was like, no, this is something like I am staying committed to this. And in time, they will start to get it and their own divine timing. Yeah. I mean, they're either going to jump on board or they're going to jump ship and either way it's in service to you because you, your job is to continue growing and to keep bringing these new versions of yourself online as you encounter them and sharing them with the world and being authentic in that. I think it's really important what you said about like, I felt the most me that I've ever been because it actually does start to feel what everybody else thinks would be like the authentic you, which is the old you, the past Mm -hmm. you. It actually starts to feel really inauthentic to you to try and be that version of yourself, to try and go backwards and be who you used to be. That actually feels inauthentic because, because it is because you've, 
gotten to a place in your life and in your journey where you are a new version of yourself. And so you've got to just stay true to that path and it's your job to grow. And we also, I think, have to understand just as a society that everybody that we've ever met or known in our life doesn't need to approve of us or be friends with us or like us forever. And I think that's a hard thing for people to really understand and especially letting go of of friendships and things like that. And just like knowing that that's part of the journey and that it really is okay. And it doesn't mean that anybody is better than anybody else. It just means that your paths are different and the, the version of them that they're becoming and the version of you that you're becoming are just in two different places on the map. And, you know, people come into our lives sometimes for a season. And sometimes we have those really sacred, like lifelong friendships, but those are few and far between. And so if you find yourself still trying to hang on to every single friendship or connection or group or whatever that you've ever been in, like that's going to limit your growth massively as well. Actually having the the strength and the, the wisdom to know that letting go is actually part of your highest alignment that is going to serve you massively. And I think that's, that's a, an underrated strength as well as being able to let go. I think society tries to teach us that the person who has kept all of their friendships for their entire life is the best person, because that means that you are such a great friend and you're so genuine and you're so authentic and you're so whatever. And of course, yeah, being able to maintain healthy friendships is an indication of someone's character, but also being able to let go of unhealthy friendships is an indication of the strength of your character as well. And if you actually can't let go of unhealthy friendships, it doesn't mean that you're so authentic and you're the best friend. It means that you're weak yeah. and it means that you're not choosing yourself. Exactly. I love that. And I'm so glad that we brought that up because I feel like this is very real in my life as well. Like the I've had to like step back from friendships and let go of different relationships that weren't in alignment for my highest good and for like the life that I'm creating because I hold different values or they may not support me or see me or like honor who I am and who I'm really being or get it and kind of like bring me down back down to a level so it's like yeah like having that strength to be like I need to let this friendship go or like step back and there can be like an element of grief there like there can be an element of real grief where you're like and I personally have been moving through this like in September I had to let go of a relationship and it was like a huge divine like test universal test that took me through a whole horrible experience <laughs> a whole a whole death a whole thing but it's like yeah like having the strength within you and knowing that like this is what will take you to again that next level of yourself and of your life because that that person no longer like aligns with who you're really becoming and I think going back to like that the investment piece as well like for me being able to invest in myself and getting into spaces of people who are like-minded or who are on this journey and who also want to witness and support the evolution of who you are and the evolution of your growth and your business is also really, really important because without that, I probably 
I probably wouldn't be here. I wouldn't have gotten so far. I wouldn't have saved this committed because as much as you can have that strong relationship with yourself, like it can get really lonely at times. So having that support system there has always has always been like amazing for me. And I think it's funny because the first time I invested in myself was back in June last year, which is not even that long ago. Like it hasn't even been that long. And I think you know that, Sam, actually. And I remember... It was February where I first got introduced and invited to invest in myself. And it took me to the June to be like, oh, my God, okay," (laughs) because I was too busy listening to, again, what other people thought was the best decision for myself. So I really hope that this conversation is helping you and inviting you to, like, trust in yourself a bit more and take those steps that are actually for your highest good and that are going to allow you to discover and step more and more into who you are like as a soul as an ever-evolving soul and person as well but I feel like I want to ask you one of the last questions um I'm really excited to ask you Sam this (laughs) it's a very it's a question (laughs) it's a question to not only expand you but expand us all and listening and to really like if you are listening this far know that you're listening for a reason um and this question is going to allow all of us to really dream big and expand ourselves so I would love to hear Sam what your wild like vision and mission and purpose is for your business and your life Mm, such a good question such a beautiful question so th- I think the the vision continues to evolve as I do. And at the start, it was really to impact women's lives in a powerful way. And that's obviously a thread that is sewn through everything that I do, everything that I create. But as the business continues to grow, it just kind of Um, gets amplified and gets bigger. So I think on the horizon, what I'm really craving in my business and what is going to help serve this mission of really impacting as many women's lives as possible in a powerful way is two things. One is in-person events and retreats and really actually being able to connect on a personal level and just see each other and hug each other and have that like sacred space of actually sharing a room together. So I've obviously started running retreats, which is a huge part of that mission is bringing people to a beautiful Island and spending a week together and doing so much healing and purging and expanding. And so that's, that's one part of, of this greater mission to impact women in a positive way. And the other part, which has evolved and changed is that, you know, when I was initially mindset coaching and life coaching, I was really trying to help as many people as I could individually, right. On a one-on-one kind of basis, even in programs, but just, you know, who can I, whose life can I touch and how can I share with them something that's, that's going to change their perspective or their mind or help them make an empowered decision in their life to become happier and more fulfilled. And that's still a huge part of the mission, but the way that I'm approaching it now has just shifted a little bit in this entry into business coaching and mentorship. And so now my mission is really to build an army of 
coaches and healers and practitioners who are spreading this work so that we can touch even more lives, right? Because I can create one mindset, life-changing program and serve 20 people. But if I can help 10, 20, 50, a hundred coaches who are all, you know, creating multiple programs and spaces where they're helping hundreds of other women, that ripple effect just continues to get bigger. Um, and so that's kind of the evolution of my mission is building this army of conscious women in business who have a soul mission to help elevate the consciousness of our world. Love it so much. So exciting for you. And I feel like you're all like, it's already, it's already going. It's underway. (laughs) Like the ride has started, the roller coaster has started, but I'm really glad that you also, like I mentioned like the evolution of the vision, like the the growth of the vision, because that's what I always say as well. It's like, as you evolve, everything else evolves like your why your mission like your business everything evolves as you evolve and that's because like your mission your vision your your business is an extension of you as well so I'm so excited to continue being a part of this this vision I'm not going anywhere you got me for life (laughs) (laughs) Um, but I would love to end this conversation for you to reflect I guess is the word or ask you what you're the version of you who has already created this bigger army who's doing all of these retreats and in-person events already what would she say to you right now there's one piece of advice she would say to you I think she would say there's plenty of time Mm, there's plenty of time and I think that's like a reminder to all of us that that we're constantly rushing Mm -hmm. towards trying to get somewhere and understanding that we are never going to get there because every place that you get to, you then create another place in your head that you want to get to, right? So it's it's never ending. So I think that future version of me would say, there's plenty of time. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. That's, I love that. I feel like that is like the perfect way to end this conversation because one because that's really real for me like I personally I'm being invited to really lean into this patience piece of the journey and the surrender piece of the journey and enjoying it just enjoying it and not rushing it so I absolutely love that 